Welcome everybody to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind meeting for Friday, August 13th, Friday the 13th, 2021. Today, uh, our topic is Tai Chi healing methods. And with us today is your resident host, me, Richard Clear, Matt Holker, the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Hello, everyone. Hello. hello. Chris Walsh in Maine. He'll tell you what parts. Hi, everyone. I'm in Hollowell, Maine, just outside of Augusta, Maine. Thank you, Sifu. Oh, yeah. Art Don in Washington, D.C. area. Hi, um, I'm in Greenbelt, Maryland. That is about 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Oh. Sheila Bell in Costa Rica. Hey, everybody. I'm in Costa Rica in Guanacaste, the northern Pacific area of Costa Rica. And I give lessons in Laveria and Playa del Coco and Playa Panama. Good to be here. Good to see you. Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello. Hey, Philip. Welcome. Harry Leg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello there, Sifu. We also have uh, teachers in Fairlawn, New Jersey, and one in Compton, New Jersey, just outside Philadelphia. And one in Compton, you said, right? You got it, yeah. Yeah, cool. Welcome. Thank you. And Mark Mashad in Michigan. You'll have to tell you what parts. Hi, it's uh, mid-Michigan covering the Grand Rapids and Lansing area. Welcome. Ty Talbert in Colton, California, and I'll tell you what other places and parts. The Inland Empire. Hello, everyone. I am in the Inland Empire, about 20 minutes out of Los Angeles. We have classes in Redlands, Colton, and Riverside. Welcome. The uh, Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida, and he'll tell you what other parts he's got classes in. Unfortunately, we're outside the cone for uh, Tropical Storm Fred now. So <laughs> uh, from Boca Raton between uh, Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach. So. Welcome, gentlemen, if I, if I miss you on the first round. Okay. So um, the word from our sponsor today is the essential keys to internal power at internalpowerkeys.com. If some of what we're talking about is something yeah. you've been Tai Chi, studied some Tai Chi, and you're going, I'm, I, I know it's healthy for you, but I don't know exactly how or what or want it to be healthier for me, then internalpowerkeys.com is going to help you to do that. And so um, internalpowerkeys.com. All right. So I want to start off today with, with how to address imbalances using Tai Chi Qigong. So let me start off with this. A lot of sickness and malady that people get start off with some kind of an imbalance. And there's a lot of different ways that could, that could manifest. Everything from imbalances in diet, imbalances in mindset, imbalances in physical posture, imbalances in um, uh, uh, activity, too much, either too much laying on the couch or too much active, 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 but an imbalance of some kind as opposed to balance. And so um, in the physical body, and then the energy systems in your body, Tai Chi, Qigong, really tends to want to address those imbalances and put them into balance. And so 
all the internal power systems are on and properly working. This would include your alignment. And I would say it's probably the first one as you're, when you're learning Tai Chi, it has to do with your physical posture and how you're holding yourself and what you're relaxing and how you're relaxing it and those kinds of things. And it also has to do with your breath and is it whole body breathing or is your breath very shallow or is your breath labored somehow in a way that you don't have to have? Um, and how systemic is the breath and how soft, even though it's still deep, is that breath and those kinds of things. The relaxation. And in Tai Chi, what we really want to distinguish is the difference between relaxation and collapse. A lot of people think they, they collapse and then they think that's relaxed. And that's not relaxed, that's collapse. So it's relaxed in a way, but for most Tai Chi things, there's sort of the good version and the bad version. Collapse is a bad version of relax from a Tai Chi's perspective. And there are good versions of relax where you maintain structure and yet you're very soft and relaxed and relaxing continually. Um, and these things are taught, what I'm taught, the, the alignment, the breath, the relaxation, that stuff are taught in the essential keys to internal power. What I wanna do before I go on there is give our group the ability, uh, the, the opportunity to speak some, because I know most of you have had either healing benefits with yourselves or with students about alignment and breath and relaxation and the difference between the good versions and the not good versions, like the collapse versus relax. Um, relax, not collapse, the old masters say. Anyways, um, and I want to give you a chance to speak to that, and then we'll kind of work our way through this topic a bit. Um, and so I've kind of hit what, what the topic for the moment, what we're speaking about, but I want to try to frame it in in a way that people can relate to and get some understanding about it. if it's new to them or if it's not new to them um, to get some better idea about some of the things that should be occurring, can be occurring, I'll put it that way, and or are occurring if you're doing these things correctly. Nobody. I guess if, if you got an opening, I, I mean, I'll, I'll speak first. Uh, but I, with a lot of the things you have found that over time you wind up learning things, uh, you, need, you need time to learn the Li or the physical part of Tai Chi. You need time to learn the breathing. You need time to learn the balance. It's just each individual is where they're at. Um, once you start to put it all together, it it does take on a whole new perspective. And that's, I, I would tell anybody that's getting started or has been doing the Tai Chi, you know, you do need. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll it's be back in one and let him finish that thought. What I what I will say with that, and he'll add more. Oh, here he comes. Then we got you. Apologize. Back. Am I back? Yeah, back. yeah, you're back. And so, uh, and so, one of the things for what you were saying there is that the um, breathing will add something a little bit. The post, good, really good posture, it will add a little bit. The proper kinds of relaxation, it will add a little bit. You get those things really going on, each one, and then you do them all at the same time, and you feel it without and with. It feels like like horrible without and with 
it, it is really noticeably different. Anyways, you were starting to add more to that before you got zapped out there. Go ahead. Yes, and in in videos like you you had mentioned, you know the the availability of being able to see what this all looks like when it's together is really invaluable. It, it's it generally takes years and years to to get to that point. So you know, you're taking advantage of um in our system or years and years if they didn't have a guide in terms of training or what correct if you don't have the correct the path or the correct trainer or the correct sifu it's it does take so much longer so yeah, thank you for putting it on your own, together yeah if you're trying to discover it on your own it could take 20 years to get that versus if like you're doing it through us directly any of our teachers here eternalpowerkeys.com you've been doing this for six months just regular class, but working on it, you should be getting profound kind of difference there because it is specific to our curriculum to make sure that those things are being taught. So yeah, cool. Yes, thank you very much for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Chris? So uh, I, I feel that it's really important to, to take the pieces and, and you, need, you need the right guidance that's um, vital to your success because it's, it's really simple to think that you're in a good structure and not be. Uh, it, it's really simple to feel like you're, you have connection, connectivity, and you don't. And, and you might have some of it. You know, I think there's a lot of times before I did any of this Tai Chi where I had good structure, but not great structure. I didn't really fully understand structure. And when I started going through it and, and trying to understand and putting all the pieces together is when I was able to see these these really small adjustments that made huge differences. You know, these just, um, I always felt uh, that my knees were, were in the right place in comparison to my feet. But I found that they weren't when I went through this. And when I was able to make that adjustment, it fixed so many other parts of my body because it, it put that in the right place and it forced me to put the rest of it in the right place. So then I started having better structure. And once I could have better structure, then I was able to have uh, solid connectivity. And then with that connectivity, then I could get soft. And I could really feel like I wasn't you know, like collapsing at all. I could feel that I'm, I'm maintaining my posture. And in that softness, softness, there is still all of the connectivity and strength. Yeah. Where I, I definitely didn't have that or really have the understanding before. And I, I'm still working on it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, one of the things is that, you know, when somebody doesn't have it to having it, you've already gone from zero to 80%, you know, 70%, 80%. And then they go, well, okay, so now if I just do a couple things, they get that other 20%. Well, you do a few, a, some more with it, you work on it, then it goes from 70 to 80, 85%. And then pretty quick, pretty soon again, working on it and thinking about it and learning stuff. You get up to 90%. What happens then? Well, it's like it, it's 91, 92. And then so you get somebody who's a master and they go, well, I'm at about 98%. Well, what about the other 2%? I'm working on it. I will continue to work on it. And it will vary. And then it, it will never, it's infinitesimally smaller. And yet there still is always a little more. And that's part of the art long term and you can and you can really feel the big difference in the beginning you know that that big change is you know pretty obvious once you get there yep 
And then, and then when you get where you're going for like the 70 to 80, you can feel some difference. And then a lot of people think that when you go from like a 98 to 98.2, well, you won't notice that 0.2 difference. But actually, if you've built the other skill levels to that 98% mark, when you get that extra 0.2, you do notice that difference. It is still, it is still substantial, even though for most people it would be imperceptible. Now, if you're, if you're down at 20% and you get 0.2%, well, that's 10% of what you got. And so in a certain way, it would be, a, it would be I'm sorry, two would be, uh, you had 2%, that's 10% of what you got. And so you would notice that maybe, but if you did 0.2, it's only one hundredth of what you've got. And at that level of it, most people aren't going to feel that, that 0.2% of difference. But when you're at 98 and you're working for that extra little bit and it kind of clicks into place, it's kind of like having a puzzle piece and it's not quite fitting, it's not quite fitting. There it went, and it is noticeable that difference then. Cool. Mark? I was just going to say that when you look at uh, the health fitness industry, it's huge. Uh, everybody's trying to market to that because everybody, everybody's got some ailment or some injury or some nagging ache or they want to be better sports performance or look better, whatever it may be. But it's a huge market and people make all sorts of claims and promises when they sell that stuff. And one thing I guess I would point out that stands out is to, between this and other things is, so yoga says they'll make you more flexible and, and make you feel better, right? You go do yoga, maybe for an hour, and then you go on about your day and you go back to what you were doing. You lift weights, right? You go to the gym, you lift weights to get stronger, bicep curls, whatever. You get done at the gym, you go on about your day and you go back to whatever you were doing, okay? And I could name up 50 things that are all the same way. But with Tai Chi, when you do your Tai Chi in class, what you're doing is you're learning how to do it so that you can then make that a habit and carry it into your everyday activities. And that's, that's the real difference, I think, between the success or the effectiveness of this is that it becomes uh, like breathing. You, you do it all the time. Yeah. 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 I love that, Mark. I, I'm always mentioning that to my students that when you walk out of here, you don't forget everything. But that also makes an assumption, and this isn't to be mean, but it's to make an assumption that people that are taking their Tai Chi classes, that their understanding of Tai Chi is, guess what I'm going to say, not just doing the form. And if they mm -hmm. think that's what their Tai Chi is all about, then they're missing that point. They're only getting it in class and they're not getting it the rest of the time. Exactly. And if they got education with that form for those things, yeah. Yes, yes. Because that tends to be missing too. It's not always, depends on the teacher, but it's common. Mm -hmm. They just are moving around and yeah. yeah. Yep. The, uh, yeah, actually, um, what I have to say, curiously enough, as often happens, is just building on what's already been said um, from a little bit of a different perspective. And I think that this whole question of like sort of the diminishing returns or the percentages or the way that we have of expressing what kind of improvement we're having is really that as you learn to relax more and more, you're, you're changing the bar, you know? Um, when you first start and you learn to relax, you think, oh, wow, I've never been so relaxed. This is awesome. This is the maximum. This is the greatest. 
And then you find out, actually, you can relax a lot more than that. And then so every time you learn one of the layers that Jim was referring to, the bar is set at a new layer, you know? So um, it makes sense that as you improve, you know, perhaps if you were to compare it to the original 100% scale, it seems like a smaller uh, movement. But if you look at the new place the bar is set, then even a, a 0.2 is, is something that's, you know, significant. And um, what I have noticed is that as you learn really to release tension, you can really notice um, the places where you've got something going on. Like they really stand out like a big red flag. Whereas before you didn't even notice because you were so tense that it was just, you know, the normal way to be. And people accept that because they've grown into it, you know. But uh, once you learn to release and release, then you really can see those things very easily. And that's how you end up, uh, you know, being your own doctor, really. You, you, you can fix those things because they're so obvious to you. Yes. Cool. Ty? Um, when she said something about being your own doctor, a lot of things clicked. Um, I'm building on what everyone else has said. I definitely agree with it. But because of what I've been dealing with personally with my blood clots, number one, the breathing techniques that I, I basically use to survive it. I've seen probably six doctors about this now. And some of them have been doctors for 30 and 40 years. And they've said that they have never seen anyone walk into a hospital in my condition that you're either have a heart attack or you're dead, but you don't walk in, which I was able to do using breathing techniques I learned from you. And the other thing is about being aware of your body is that they were looking for blood clots and I would tell them where they were at. And then they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, now there's <laughs> one here and the main one's here and then, they go ahead and take out the machinery and, and check it and verify, which is really nice having the technology to verify what I thought was going on. Yeah, what you can feel. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, good stuff. Now, hopefully they're going to get those taken care of, but yeah. Three months to a year. It'll be three months next month. Next month. So I, I'm, I was tempted to jump in earlier and I'm glad I didn't because everybody kind of one by one made uh, like the points that were sort of scattered and jumping around in my head that I, that I wanted to say about this initially. Um, and I think you all made those points much better than I was going to. So, um, so I'm glad I didn't do that, but I will take just a moment to kind of remind everyone um, that, that may be listening why we are talking about uh, alignment and relaxation almost interchangeably. Uh, and it's because if you are, well, to summarize it in a way that I, the, if you're listening and can't watch uh, the video part of this, um, if you're leaning anywhere, your structure can't support your weight in that area. It has to be um, supported by your musculature and, and it creates tension. And that is unnecessary tension because if you weren't leaning in that way, you wouldn't need to engage those muscles to hold you upright. And when you really find proper 
alignment, proper balance through your body from head to toe, you can relax a lot of those supporting muscles and, and uh, you know, connective tissues and things. And you can really release just a lot of that tension and let your weight kind of hang off of your frame. But you can only do that if you're really, really, really in the middle and really properly aligned from head to toe. Um, otherwise, like Sheila said, there's going to be parts that are just screaming out at you that are just tense uh, because you need that tension to hold that spot in that place because it's out of whack somehow. And, uh, and so when you really get that concept, alignment and relaxation almost go hand in hand because the, if, if you can't relax somewhere, it tells you that you're somehow out of alignment in that area normally, and there may be other reasons, but for if that, you know, if that's primarily what you're working on and you don't have any, any other factors involved, it can tell you because you can't relax in that area. It means it's structurally out of alignment. Um, and it, the, uh, and the, the mistake that a lot of people make early when they try to find that alignment is they have a teacher kind of eyeball them and they tell them like, yes, that's in the middle right there. And then they freeze there and they want to hold it and they hold it with tension. And then that's not going to, that's not going to get you the, the benefits of the, uh, you know, of the actual, the actual benefits of the alignment, which is that now you can relax. <laughs> and, um, and so then they, uh, the, the other problem is when they go back to try to find that later, because there's all this tension in the system, they normally can't feel it. And then they end up off a little bit and then they tense into a wrong position where they're leaning and then they can't feel anything even more. And it's this sort of downward spiral. But once you really get that the alignment is what allows you to relax and that that's the goal and that you should be feeling like your torso being able to loosen up and drop that tension and not be all stiff to support yourself in that, once you really make that connection, the, these, these concepts become very powerful and they allow for the, the sort of higher level skill sets of Tai Chi. It's really at that point in your development that you can really start kind of flowing and moving Chi through your body and, uh, and connecting to it with other people. If you're, if you're too tense from head to toe, even if you're properly aligned, it's gonna cut off that, that energetic flow and it cuts off your access to the higher levels of the art. Um, and so one of the, one of the sort of expansions on alignment and, or kind of deep dives into alignment that we do in clear Tai Chi is, um, we really, we really emphasize keeping that good alignment with our three powers connection on meaning, uh, an upward connection and a kind of a rooted downward connection at the same time through you with your relaxed and mobile, but still powerful and, uh, you know, properly aligned and shaped body. Um, and that is typically referred to as the three powers of Tai Chi. And that's what the essential keys of internal power is really mostly about. And so the, to get that kind of alignment and relaxation and power all at the same time. Um, and full body breath. Yeah. And that, and that full body breathing and the ability to breathe full body because with you have ease. a relaxed with ease. Yeah. Because you have a relaxed body to do it with. Um, and, uh, and all of that, all of that training and then some um, is at internalpowerkeys.com. Is there anybody else that wanted to add anything on that before we go on? Yep. Mark? Um, I can just add oh, can, um, that I have a, uh, have a, a slight injury um, from, uh, well, I have a head injury and I have, my hip is tense um, and 
a lot of muscular tension there that I need to, in particular, pay attention to when I'm getting my alignment and, and structure up. Um, so I, um, standing, I adjust my hips, um, make sure that everything is aligned, which takes a little more thought than I'd like, but because of the condition, I need to work on that. And then um, occasionally that, that al alignment will throw something else off and I need to make other adjustments to get everything back in. But, but then when I have that, um, it's just um, every, all the connections are there and energy is flowing through and um, just I feel much, much more connected and energized. And um, so that, you know, what you're saying, Matt, um, works for me in that way and um, keeping and I'm working on keeping that with me more and more, but it, um, it's something I need to look out for and watch. But as I do that, it just makes me more um, more aware constantly and seeking out and uh, releasing the tension there and being more energized and connected throughout. When you have stuff like the hip problem, you know misalignment can cause aggravation to the area. And then if your alignment's good, then holding tension can cause aggravation to the area. And then if the breath is like shallow and so the breath's not fully in the body, that can also add tension to the area or add stress, stress being a better word than tension. But anyways, and so it's all of those things really in their full scope done properly. Right, but that, when when I you know get it right, it um, it's just extremely energizing and feels much better than out of alignment or structure of things. Sure. Yeah, cool. Mark, you were starting. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, <clears throat> there's a tendency in other disciplines, fields of study, to because um, you're constantly constantly trying to you know break things up and, and see the individual parts, yeah. uh, which is, can be good, but it also can be, uh, it can limit your scope or, or blind you a little bit. You know, you can kind of become, you know, see the tree and miss the forest kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I noticed is that uh, a lot of other disciplines, they tend to separate health from performance. So they will, they will train like, oh, we're, we're lifting weights for health. Oh, we're lifting weights for, for performance. We're going to be a pro bodybuilder or Olympic lifter, or whatever. Um, same thing with martial arts or many other different fields, running, whatever. They'll say, oh, this is for performance. This is for health. With Tai Chi, and I had, I had read this decades ago, that the difference between Tai Chi as a martial art is that your performance is based on health. Same and stuff. I wasn't sure, wasn't sure what it meant, like what they were talking about. But yeah. now I, I get what they're saying with this. By you doing these things, the alignment, the breath, just those three things you talked about, alignment, breath, and the relaxed sung, mm -hmm. you're going to have increased performance when performing work. Work yep. being lifting something, running from A to B, whatever it is. So like, for example, I've, I've experimented a little bit with um, uh, jogging, not full on running yet, but just jogging or fast walking. And the breathing and the alignment and the relaxed radically make a difference you know if you know you measure your uh beats per minute 
to see if yeah. you're in the zone, right? Yeah. I can't even get into a, like a cardio burning zone. It's too, uh, it's too slow. It's, it's relaxed. So you're able to perform more work with less effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a, I bought a lawnmower a couple of years back and it has no motor. It's one of those old style real mowers. Why? And those are, you know how hard those are to push. Yes. And uh, when I do, when I do the Tai Chi elements, it starts out hard. And by the time I get to the end of the lawn, everything is on because it has to be. Yeah. And it's not hard at all. Which, you know, if you can't even imagine with one of those old mowers, those are, everything else, those are nightmares, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but sure that health performance, well what's that? So you've got it well oiled. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, but anyways, the, the health performance, that, that's, that's the same thing. The training not, is not different. It's the same whether you're doing health or performance. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, uh, it, it does. It, it ties in a little bit with uh, what I was kind of saying earlier, where if you're leaning anywhere or you're out of alignment anywhere, you're going to have inappropriate or unnecessary tension there. And that tension literally is like in, in the most literal sense of the word is is wasted energy. It's just it's you're, you're putting a bunch of energy into holding these muscles tight that you don't need to be burning. You don't need to be using it in that way. And when you release and relax, it frees up all of that potential energy so you can actually use it and yeah. um, easier <laughs> for lack of a better way to say it. Yeah, well, you're conserving, you're conserving a bunch of energy you would have done and you're able to use it to apply it to whatever you're trying to do, including your health. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Uh, Phil. Yeah. So, uh, two things I, I wanted to mention that um, one of the things that the system is very good about is teaching people to sense energy, ting. And so one of the things is that in general, people learn to sense when the energy is flowing as feedback when the alignment is correct. Yeah. And uh, they're, so it's not that they're trying to recreate what they thought their some instructor told them a month ago based on memory but it's that they could actually sense in their whole body oh this is what it's supposed to feel like this is correct yep yeah so that's hugely helpful and the other thing i wanted to expand on what mark was saying was that the whole business about about integrating tai chi concepts into your daily living is something that is addressed very well in the uh, qigong 24 7. Mm. Yep. yeah yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's uh, that's that's a great program for that. If anybody is looking for going like, oh man, I love Tai Chi, but I just I can't keep putting this kind of time into my training every day. Um, the twenty four seven Qigong set that we have at the at martialarts.com is all about that um, about how to incorporate your training principles into your everyday practice so that you're basically improving your skill all day long while you're doing other things, while you're getting, you know, while you're doing the dishes or in line at the bank or wherever you are, or whatever you happen to be up to, you're going to be living your Tai Chi principles all day long and getting better and better and better. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's the 24 seven Qigong. Anybody else? Okay. So, 
our Tai Chi forms and all original old Tai Chi forms begin in the set when you start off, they begin where you've got activation at kidney one, which is the bubbling well in the bottom of the feet. And then it circulates the energy cycles it through the chi meridian system and it, and, it, and it just leads it along so that it's flowing where it should be. And then at the very end of the form, it brings it up and back down Zhongding and back down through, you know, through that, that posture, starting at, at the top, Bakui point and down through you, and then back out your kidney ones back in the ground. And so you've got full cycle as you go through the form. It's one of the long, really longer forms. A lot of times you might go through that whole cycle a couple or three times, depending like in sections, depending. The uh anyway, so um just a point that I wanted to make, and a lot, and it's one that a lot of people um that have been in Tai Chi for a long time aren't familiar with. Um, and the, the goal in acupuncture is to get good, proper flow of energy through your system. It shouldn't be stagnant. If it stops, that's a problem or stuck or blocked, anything like that. And so it's proper flow through and proper exchange through depending on time of day and cycles and that kind of thing. And so the Tai Chi really facilitates that process through the whole thing and helps you to navigate it like that. Um, so that was a point that I wanted to make in our in our our forms, even our short forms, do that. The uh, this is Chinese medicine, and it works with the same principles as the acupuncture. Uh, when the internal power basics are are off, incorrect, then the system is out of balance or blocked in stagnation, and then problems are going to come up because of that over time. With proper Tai Chi Qigong, we seek to get the internal system properly moving and back into balance. And we've kind of been talking about that, but I wanted to hit it at least specifically in that way. Is there anything any of you want to add about regarding that or? I would like to mention that um, before I learned your system, our system, um, I was going to the acupuncturist fairly often and I truly don't have to go very often anymore. First, because I don't have as many problems. And secondly, because if I do feel a problem, I fix it myself, right? So it's really nice. And my sister is, I have my local acupuncturist, but my sister's also an acupuncturist. She does the five element acupuncture, which is not the traditional Tai Chi, but I mean, not the traditional acupuncture, but she, her first comment was, wow, your Chi just like totally jumped right up to the surface immediately. And um, I thought it was interesting that she noticed that, but it just goes to show you what practice can get you. Cool. Now it's your sister down in Costa Rica with you or she's in Texas? No, she's in Washington state. That's right. Okay. So is is this the same sister that's a surgeon or or that's correct. She is a surgeon and an acupuncturist. Wow. I have never heard of that combination. Uh, it's yeah. not un, it's not unusual to get an internist or a neurologist. Neurologist makes perfect sense. But to get a surgeon doing acupuncture? Yeah, she's a trauma and intensive care surgeon. Wow. Holy Toledo. And she does the five element <laughs> acupuncture. Well, five element acupuncture is not the traditional one, but it's 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 definitely a potent modality from what I felt when I was with her. There are, there are a lot of different systems of acupuncture that yeah. I've seen, um, and they'll use some. And they'll, you know, most of the time, the basic meridians are in the same place. 
and uh, most of the basic points are in the same place. But then when it gets to other ones, some of them will have points that the other one that the other systems don't use. Um, and that'll vary quite a bit. Some of them will have extra meridians that are, some of them don't have Zongding as a meridian, Zong, Chong meridian, Zong, I don't pronounce it right, so sorry, but anyways, central like that, channel. and some of the central channel, and some of them do, uh, as an example. Um, and that's actually for the whole meridian as opposed to just the points on the meridian. Yeah, now Pa Hui, the top point here, I've not seen a system that didn't have that lot of bubbling wells, they all have that. And so, and in Huyin, um, they've all got that. And so they've got the places for points on it. But the difference is, is that like for Fahui and Huyin, they would say that would be governing vessel and conception vessel. And it is, they are on those vessels as well. Um, but the, uh, but then they would say, well, the Tong Meridian, you know, and anyways, you get the idea. Bill? So, so where did she train? In where San Francisco? She went to San Francisco to train. And at the UCLA? I can't tell you the name of the school. I just know it's uh, Five Meridian is what it, I mean, okay. uh, sorry, Five Element. Five Element, uh, five element is yeah. the name okay. of the system. And the school was in San Francisco. She had a sabbatical and she took about 18 months and became certified in acupuncture. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> so is she coming to the push hands? I wish. I hope someday. She's you know, as you can imagine, the entire health system is rather strained right now. She's working a lot, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so seafood does the um, do the do the clear forms the eight and the thirteen? Do they try to activate each of the meridians in sequence? When you go through it once, or is that is, is that not a goal? So that like uh, depending on how you count your cycle, but most most schools count it where they start at kidney meridian, kidney one, okay. right, which is um, which is bubbling well, and then okay. it comes up through system, and then it, and then it connects into another meridian and flows from there, and then it connects to the next meridian and flows through there, and it just does the cycle through most standard acupuncture like the 12 meridians through the 12 meridians and then your extra meridians that kind of thing get get it because of what you're doing with the 12 right depending again depending on the system and how they're how they've laid their stuff how they do it but anyways and it flows through like that and then there's what's called i don't pronounce it right jing lo which are like these little you thought about like veins then you uh like like arteries and then you've got your little your smaller veins like capillaries and this kind of thing capillaries yeah capillaries to the to the qigong not to the qigong to the meridian system and so then when you're really doing that it goes through the whole thing like that but in terms of like moving the energy that way there is a focus in each of the moves where they really will kind of light up one of the meridians uh more so if you were specifically trying to do it um although for me i find that typically without good reason that's a little too much emphasis on that part as opposed to just letting it flow and then continually you know like loop into the next one loop into the next one uh you know so it's continual is what i'm getting at here so basically you you run through all 12 meridians in some sequence right. uh right. both with the eight and then do you do it again a second cycle through when you do 13 or how does that 
how do they uh, that's still that's still just doing uh one time through oh okay so Those with the 13 long. is one time through yeah they're just doing one time through the okay. uh do the 48 um uh, that's going to catch you through a couple times and then like on the old 108 forms usually you're going to cycle through like three or four times okay. thank and, you and you don't have to think about it what it can't be is if you've got bad alignment then that energy is going to choke at that point and it's not going to flow through correctly if you don't have full body breath then the energy is going to choke up and it's not going to flow through at that point if you don't have sung all the way through and relax enough so that it can flow properly it's going to choke up at that point and so then you're going to lose flow through the meridian system because of these physical uh mechanical uh, and phys by physical, I mean like like physical as opposed to energy. But for these reasons of alignment and posture and relaxation versus tension and and how you're holding or not holding your breath, and which you're ideally you're being soft and full body breathing. Anyways, those are going to have play a factor in that. They're going to affect it. And and again, you said the forty eight forms it goes through. Was it? Did you say a couple of times or how many times does it go through in forty eight form? What's that? How many cycles do you get with a 48 form? Really, really, I would say two. Two, okay. Arbitrary, in other words, I'm not really sure, but I would say it's about two. Okay. Cool. The average 24, I would say, gets you through it all once. You could say twice, like if there's 12, then what's going on? But it's it's just you know they're all they've all got energy in them and then that movement the whole thing is moving and so uh like i say in the beginning if you're i'll put it this way in our system there's an opening that we do at the beginning of our set that most tai chi sets don't and if you pay attention to that what you find is that you've activated both bubbling wells and that you actually when you step out you've actually activated flow up through the kidney meridian and when you turn it in, you can feel it exchange to the next meridian. Now, you don't need to be feeling that when you're doing the set. And so I don't. That's part of the reason why I'm having trouble giving you good counts on stuff. But if you pay attention to it without trying to facilitate it, you'll find that it's doing what I'm talking about. And it'll do what my teachers taught me, which is this is flowing the energy through the meridians like that. And you'll find that most of the forms start with, like with the up and down, right, with the rise and fall. That's from bubbling wells all the way up to the top, all the way back down to belt meridian, and then depending on how they're going from there, and so they're cycling like that. And then at the very end, Grand Tai Chi, you bring it all the way up, right up to the top, back down through kidney meridian the other direction. Part of the difficulty in numbering the, like how many cycles does it go through is that it's not like, a circuit through the body it's a network of circuits much like what he was talking about with your vascular system like you can measure like a blood particle that gets out to your foot and back and that's one circuit but in but you know for that one particle but how many times did you know any number of other blood particles that just went like this far or this far how many times did they get back to the heart and back out in that one cycle for the blood particle that went down to your foot like it's a network throughout your body and it's different the, the, the whole different, thing is active right yeah and degree. there's different timings in different parts of it and there's different circuits being completed in different ways and um and so measuring the like how many times did it really flow through the whole system is a little 
It's a little arbitrary, like you said. Most of the postures, um, there is there are there are charts you can get where it'll tell you which meridian is mostly activated in that particular posture, right? So to give you an idea, if we're doing talking about wide horse tosses main, that actually tends to activate. Um, make sure I'm telling you right here. Earth, it's earth in terms of the elements. And so, no, so it wouldn't be lung. Lung is peak, uh, uh, lung is more like um, strum the loop. The rise and fall, you're getting some lung activation, even though it's really, you're up and down for the uh, kidney meridian, this kind of thing. Anyways, there's charts of this. And if I wanted to like chart ours specifically, I really should take one of the several acupuncture students we've got, or not students, one of the acupuncturists who study from us, teach them for feeling like on that first one and feeling. And then like, I guarantee you that Chad um, could go through and go, he could call it out by feel that's activating this one. It's now in this one, it's now, in, and he could literally tell you all the way through which meridian it's in at that moment. We could probably do the same thing, although I don't know if his sensitivity is up high enough for that. Um, Cause I haven't worked with him to see, but, um, but Chad's is for sure. Like he could tell you which meridian it's in. Sifu, um, since, since I, my original training was all in science and laboratories and all that, it always um, interests me to go back and see, you know, what, what's sort of documented or what is sort of uh, the more scientific explanation of the things that we're doing and feeling and not to validate it, but just, you know, to get sort of the Western spin on what it is. And from what I understand, the meridians are very closely related to the fascia. That's and right. so if uh, you consider yeah. that, it's very easy to understand that it's all connected. Like you're not going to just stimulate one meridian. If you're getting a good flow, it's going to affect other parts of the body because the fascia is a network. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, to see what I, that would be something if, if you ever got that together, I'd be fascinated to. There are, to, there are charts that tell you what postures do, uh, you know, like which one is specifically. Okay which one is emphasizing a particular meridian and that kind of thing. Um, there are charts on that that are, uh, I'm trying to think where, I've got some anyways. Um, that information is available is what I'm getting at. Okay. Um, as an intellectual study for, me, for my own use, it's interesting, but I haven't gone too far with it. My interest has been to make sure I cover the whole network. When I go through the set, I can tell that I'm covered getting the whole network like that, both internally and then for Weichi field directly around and then out to Arc field. And there's some other ones there and that kind of thing. I just make sure that everything is flowing and circulating and cycling and communicating and, and that kind of thing. And so that's what I'm interested in when I'm doing the form. And so knowing that that's this particular one or that particular one doesn't do so much for me at the same time, if I had somebody and they really got, um, the other thing you have to get into, I'll say it this way is if they had a problem in a specific organ and you were gonna work with that, what you need to know, and an acupuncturist is gonna know this a lot more than, than like I would, um, is, is that organ in a yang state or a yin state? Does it need more yang? Does it need more yin, right? And I'm, I'm, I hate that I'm talking about it like this because I know it's, it's for, it can make people's eyes cross because it's, it's a little confusing. But anyways, I find. 
Um, and so what's that? And then is the issue that that organ itself, that meridian line needs to be stimulated or, and this is true for acupuncture as well, I either need to go to the meridian that precedes it and do something there, whether that's increase that one so that it's got more flow through or decrease that one so that it, so that it eases off some of that, takes some of the pressure off of that. Or the other one is you go to the meridian after and you get it so that it's got better flow out um, or it's drawing too fast and too much out. And so then you get it to, to relax more. So, you know, so it's not got quite so, quite so pressurized and there's a lot of different things than what I'm telling you here, but it really gets into what an acupuncture specifically is gonna know. And so whenever you get somebody where it gets that super specific, that they've got something going on to that degree, I typically send them to the acupuncturist. I'm not gonna try to be one because that's that to me, that's either 18 months of living at schooling or three years of schooling to get that. And I don't have that schooling like that. So got other schooling, but not that school. And now a word from our sponsor. Traditional Chinese medicine strongly focuses on manipulating qi. Some healers use pressure points and massage techniques. Some use needles, acupuncture. Others use herbs, herbology. In Clear Tai Chi, we seek to feel and manipulate the qi directly, both in ourselves and in others. The Clear Qi Healing Program is a must-watch course for all energy healers and aspiring energy healers. You get all the training to build and circulate qi in yourself, plus everything you need to feel and manipulate qi for healing others. This is a no-touch, direct qi healing method. The skills you get from this program will also greatly improve the results of your daily Tai Chi practice. The full course is available now at clearchihealing.com. That's clearchihealing.com. I, I have a question, Sifu, on um, you, you stressed how when you were doing the, the form to always keep moving and keep flowing. Yes. Um, and, and I guess, or at least it, it seems to me that that is, so the energy flows from one meridian to yep. the next and doesn't stop. Um, That's right. And it can be slow and it can be easy and all those things, but ideally it doesn't, it doesn't freeze. That's correct. It doesn't lock up. And, and, and also I um, like some of the longer yang forms, the 88 or 108, I, I forget to count exactly, and, and I guess maybe that's just because the chi flows through the cycle two or three times or more or something you said that, and that that's why I just get, you know, a, a, a good energized feeling somewhat different even than repeating the shorter form a few times. And once I start, I find I can often, it, it's not a problem to keep going, even if I, feel pressed for time or something or started out and said, well, I'll just do as much as I want to do, but it just sort of goes together. And then I've gone through and at the end, I've gone through the whole form and feel a lot better for it and wasn't even sure I would. Um, I just want to say that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for ours, it's obviously we want the eight and the 13 most of the time, but then we do have the 48 so that if somebody's Okay, I need longer form. I want some of the other things going on and the extra move, the other moves and this kind of a thing. And of course, where it goes to for, for most Tai Chi and most of the teachers in Tai Chi is eventually it becomes, well, yeah, you know the form. 
but it's not about the form. It's making it so that through feel that you can catch all the areas literally without in a Qigong kind of a way, without moving that much. I mean, where some where you could be standing in line at a grocery store and somebody wouldn't really notice you were doing because outside it's not showing so much, and yet that's going on. Um, and then that with the eight and the 13, you can really do different kinds of expressions with there and do a number like in an hour session instead of getting through everything once like a proper 108 done slow it's going to take you 45 minutes anyways maybe longer the uh but the eight ideally three four five minutes and you're good you know in 13 same thing like another extra minute um like that and so you can get in a single work session you know, half a dozen different expressions for other aspects or focus in on more than one thing or also if you only had four or five minutes you can do that if you had half an hour you can still do that thing you know four five six times in that time frame that you've got so. jim were you trying to say something you know it always amazes me uh we go over these things and on a on conferences and last night in class instead of doing the traditional warm-up exercises or stretching exercises. Uh, I so, the, so you're, you've got that electronic thing where your voice is like trailing out. Um, try it again on that. All right. And let me let me bow out then and no, we'll try to you. change location. Yeah, we can hear you now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. So uh, last night, it, you mentioned the form, the form. But just doing the form in a different way has amazing differences. And last night, instead of doing the the opening stretching exercises and warm up exercises, I just did the eight three times with expanded postures or stretching involved in the postures. And and it was just the 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 energy feels so much different as opposed to like the the old man style where you're. You're very small, very closed off. You can feel the energy inside of you. But with the stretched out and longer expressions, the the energy was just so different. It was, you know, so uh, open, flowing freely. Cool. So so when you say, like you said, the, the expressions in the form, it's not just the eight movements. It's each variation or each subtle change that you make things that you're doing that you don't have to have form to do that but the form helps you to feel that in different kinds of positions and different kinds of ways with that energy cycle like that yeah yeah cool and all of this is much much easier to feel if you're properly aligned and relaxed by the way <laughs> just figured i would point that out in case People had lost track. Oh, of I'll it. let you add that word from our sponsor. Oh, that. well, yeah, it's an appropriate time to, for, to, to get these kind of skills going on. The step-by-step -step instruction for this real like alignment and relaxation that opens up the doors to all of the things that we've been talking about on this. Um, the, the best program that we have for that that's really focused on that skill set is the Essential Keys of Internal Power, and that is available at internalpowerkeys.com. Yeah, so the next thing I've got here is how do I, the individual, personalize the Tai Chi Qigong, the Tai Chi and the Qigong within the Tai Chi for my specific 
issues and purposes, right? And there's different ways to do that. Some of them just have to do with minor changes in shape, uh, the way that you're expressing and all of that. And the one that I've got here is that Jin, Jing, is very good for this. The, uh, and so Harry asked uh, some specific questions about that that he had submitted to me. Uh, it's been a while ago, but um, and we'll answer more about that in a, coming up here. So um, what Harry put was that it's easy to see how various energies, such as contracting, expanding, pung, spirals, waves, rooting, and such can be beneficial martially. Can we talk about how those things and other energies can benefit your health and why you should learn to have proficiency with them? And I put, yes, we can. Okay. So, um, so basically, like the one that uh, Jim was talking about there was starting off with that contracting, ex with the expanding and contracting and really getting that going on. And this, I've read from some masters that this is one of the most important energies <clears throat> in Tai Chi, that if you can get that going on really well, where it really all kind of uh, shrinks in and really expands out, think like when you go to the aquarium, it's, I love watching the little, um, I guess they're a type of jellyfish and they've got this thing where they're, and they're brilliantly colored and they contract in and they expand out and they contract in and your whole body and all the organs in your body and your vascular system. And basically most of the other important systems in the body actually acts like that. Now, the trick is that some of them are like your heart, boom, boom, this thing. Well, that's a little bit, and that's kind of a speed thing, a little bit harsh, a little bit fast, a little bit uh, 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 much, for lack of a better way to say this. The, uh, and so ideally, it would be for the whole body like that, it would be a softer expansion that goes and then the contraction in. And so you're taking it to a slower, softer, uh, version of doing that and yet the whole body systemically and so that if you were standing somewhere and started to get stressed you could take in a breath the whole body and then release that breath and be a lot easier about it physically a lot softer about it a lot gentler about it and yet energetically your energy would be very enhanced and up more even though you're doing that because it's not locking up anywhere this kind of thing um and so that could be good for you if you had hypertension that would be good for you if you had um anything that would involve uh just stress overall and stress being locked up in the body if you had any conditions that are a condition that is exasperate you know that stress either is going to exasperate make more or that the stress is causing the condition it's going to help you to ease that off normally the uh that kind of a thing um pung which is the expansion and like that if somebody has something where they're very locked into their body they're very um kind of shut down if you can get it out to a pung state like that that gives it a you the ability on the inside to breathe and it allows your mind to not feel quite so close not feel so closed off this can have psychological implications as well um spirals well, I'll stop there and let you guys comment on what we've done and then we'll pick it up as spirals. Anything, any thoughts, anything else for any of what we're talking about? I know you've experienced some different things in that way. So 
I'll try to open up the floor to you again. Well, I, I, for my personal take on this, just kind of in an overarching view is that, um, you know, anything that allows you to really be powerful and express power in, in, you know, physical reality with your body like that, or, you know, just, just be powerful that way, whether it's powered by your chi or your E or your Lee or whatever it is. But if you're, if you're doing it in a way that's relaxed and that is not robbing you of energy and you're still able to kind of be powerful that way and, and be functional and move about the world and do things and you're, and you're not draining yourself as you go, that alone, I mean, how much healthier would you feel? How much more disease will your body be able to fight off because it's not weakened all the time? I mean, just, just the, the health impacts of that are, are not that much of a stretch um, to me. And so, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of other nuances that come from kind of specific things that we work on. But just overall, like, yeah, of course, being like, relaxed and, and in proper like alignment and good posture and still being strong and functional. Like, yeah, absolutely. That is very, very healthy for you. <laughs> I would add into that, that, um, because I do this when I'm swimming all the time. So you get in the water and you're swimming. I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can feel tension and want to go faster and, you know, go tight and fast and all kinds of things. But if you do, if you do Tai Chi principles while you're swimming, your swimming automatically improves, which is nice. I mean, if you're going to time yourself and that's what you're worried about, that's for sure an advantage. But what I love about it mostly is that it just makes me feel so good. And I'm, I really enjoy it. It's just very pleasant, you know? And so if you're doing an activity to reduce your stress, what would be better than gliding effortlessly and still going really fast and breathing less often than you used to? It's amazing. It's amazing. So it's just very, very pleasant. Yeah, I wouldn't say by breathing less often, what you mean is you're not <laughs> sucking air, but that. Right. Like I air. used to breathe every third. Um, sorry, I'm, speak, I'm thinking in Spanish. Every third stroke. And now I can go seven. Okay. Instead of, you know, so. That, it's just comfortable to. Yeah. To, the body's got the air that it needs. Yeah. And you just flow effortlessly, you just like cut right through the water as if you were part of it, you know, instead of fighting against it or trying to make headway and all that struggle that, you know, used to be a factor of whenever you do any kind of exercise, a lot of times you want to go faster and harder and bigger and stronger. Whereas if you just relax and flow with it, you're still going to get all the physical benefits, but you're really going to come out of that exercise or cutting the lawn, like Mark was saying, um, feeling good, feeling better. You know, even if you're just washing the dishes, you're going to feel good after you're done because you've done it in a sort of meditative way. Mm -hmm. Cool. See for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. You know, I was going to say, uh, I, I never remember. I think it was the fighting workshop. Mm -hmm. I was doing push hands with Ty. And uh, he said, are you a, a Chen stylist? I said, no, why? And he, he could tell that I was spiraling energy. Mm. And uh, I didn't even know I was doing it. What was happening was I had, I have trouble with my right hip. Mm -hmm. And I just kept experimenting till I found a way to get the force around the spot. 
so it wouldn't get stuck and be able to perform. But I realized when he pointed that out to me, because I was compensating, I was do, using it all the time without realizing it. And so I've been trying to use other things because that particular energy allows me to perform and get around my injury, yep. but other ones will help to repair it. So it, I'm not sure. Does that make sense? Yep. So, so that's the thing. You, you almost got to feel with the, with the different energies will have a different effect on different injuries. Yeah, the spiral will help you to bypass it in a way so that you've got flow through on the energy side, the contraction and expansion everywhere and where you're really softly, but catching that area for, for the, for getting it to be softer and more in a reparative state, you know, so that it's softer and able to basically breathe uh, and that kind of thing. And so that real soft expansion and then the release and the sinking that's, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, yeah. Cool. That, that's funny because I was working with you when Ty pointed that out, <laughs> Mark. That was that was a good moment. Um, Sifu, you mentioned the uh, the expanding and contracting, and your description, which sticks with me a lot of the of the double weighted error, is is interesting because if you think about it, by by expanding those two components how far you can expand something and then how, how close or, or how much you can contract it. If you keep on moving those two goalposts, that area in the middle of where you're not in the double weighted error, it, it increases exponentially. And it really, really does add a lot to, to your workout and to your abilities to operate in that, in between those two goalposts. That's right. Yeah, so you don't end up at, at either in, at, at either extreme end, you're always in that middle area where you're not double weighting. Yeah, absolutely. You'll notice cool. the concept of balance kind of keeps coming up in these different ways in different contexts, and that's really not an accident. It's very central in Tai Chi. It's so important that it's like coded into the symbol for Tai Chi in a certain kind of way, and, um, and it really is central, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, to, to everything that uh, the Tai Chi kind of gets up to. You just need that, that good central alignment first of all and then that balance of energies and that the balance of uh, being the balance through your system and just uh, it's just balance 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 all the way through cool not being imbalanced yep anybody else um well since nobody else is jumping up the one thing i'll also add is that the um when you, when you are able to be in this kind of balanced and relaxed yet functional state where you can get around and do things, but you, but you really have this balance and relaxation, it also allows you to be much more sensitive to things that are going on inside your body and outside, but, um, but to, to things that you uh, are not used to feeling or are maybe just not used to feeling for, um, and that alone also can lead to just crazy health benefits. Like, uh, like there's, if you, if you knew that you needed a, a drink of water every time you really needed one and you went and got one because you knew it, because your body was telling you like, you need water right now, 
and you were really hydrated properly all the time, think how much difference that would make for your health. Um, you know, but the, uh, but, you know, so many of us have kind of divorced ourselves from that sense of, you know, of that sense of urgency around getting a drink of water. And so we put it off and we're dehydrated for longer than we should be. And then we get sick when we don't need to. And there's other, all sorts of other things that happen. Uh, but if we were really sensitive to our body's needs in that way, and we went and did something about it when it was appropriate, we would be a lot healthier and Tai Chi. And that's just one example, but that's, that's all over the place in the Tai Chi is that the more sensitive you are to your body and what it's doing and what it needs right now, the healthier life you're going to live in the long term. It's just that there's almost no way around it. Yeah. One of the ways I like to put it is if you, if you have to have the dummy light come on to know that there's a problem, you've waited, you, you, you're not being paying very close attention to your body in a way that's going to be detrimental because usually the dummy light means the cars broke down. Uh, yeah, I think I figured that out because I wasn't driving anywhere, <laughs> you know, and it's a little late um, that ideally we would get a signal before that um, that says, hey, this might become a problem where we can then feel and, and account for it and ideally do things to make it better. Um, it's funny how like I saw like three of you take a drink of water after nah. that speech. <laughs> and some of it's during. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh spirals are really good for uh a number of things, including if you have a blocked area, being able to kind of go around the area and by going around the area to start interacting into the area, even though you're bypassing the blockage. If you have an area that's pained or that, that, that has pain or that is injured somehow, it also lets you connect musculature and, and connect the way that you're supporting and doing stuff. So if the injury's here, you go around that and you use the other parts to support instead of aggravating the injury. And this is obviously you're trying to rest it and do the other things you need to do for an injury. This is making it so that if you did get up, let's say it's your knee and you're gonna walk places, that you're trying to make sure that you're doing it in the best way possible so that you're not aggravating that energy any more than you absolutely have to. The, uh, the other part of that is that spirals have a tendency to make it so that, um, if you think about a straight line and I've got one foot of straight line going out there, if I take that same thing and I make it all a coil, you know, a, a spiral, maybe that goes down to three to four inches. So I still have a foot worth of power potential, but now I'm putting it into three or four inches. So if I'm doing it through my body and working on it, both with my mind, my E, and then with the chi following that, I start to get where I've got a foot, but the, that foot has the power as if I had put three or four foot into it because it's the it's that spiral through the line and there's that much more and the energy will still travel very quickly through that spiral especially once it's filled because it's a dynamic system like that and so when i go to do something with it the energy is already there because it's filled already and let's just say that a person who's six foot tall six feet i've got the whole six feet filled i've got the whole six feet spiraling well, now my six feet becomes closer to more like 18 to 24 feet of power applied because of the spiraling in there. So it's like got this spring, like the extra power you feel in a spring as it's coiled, 
that kind of thing. Do you understand what I'm getting at here? That there's a lot more volume that you're able to bring to it. Now, there are other expressions that will also bring a lot of volume. Um, a spiral is one of them. A spiral also lets you on the other person, if you're going in and doing healing for somebody else, if there's like, if it's inside of them, you can bypass things that don't have the problem and get to the thing you're trying to get to, to manipulate and do, and do healing work adjustments and whatnot. So if you're like a massage therapist, that kind of an adjustment inside the other person. Um, waving has similar effects in the sense that if it's a wave, you can again, go over top or underneath something and up and around something and get in there with that wave. Um, same thing in your own body like that. And if you're working in an area like where you were talking about your hip, it's so let's say you've done expansion and contraction, but there's a little bit of that. You go to spiral and it's like, ooh, that's not so good. So you softly wave through just to get it to, like if you think about a lot of parts in our body, they have some of this kind of movement going on. Your villi, your lungs, you know, there's the expansion and contraction this way. And then there's the villi in there that are like this. The, I can't think of the name of it, but in the intestines, the part that collects the food and all of that, there's this kind of action going on. Um, anyways, you get the idea that, and so if I can take any of that and wave that, if there was instruction or other kinds of problems um, that are blockage type problems or stuck type problems, it gives you the ability to go in and try to manipulate that a bit and work with it. Of course, I'm not recommending that you take something that's severe and chronic and dangerous and all of that. And oh yeah, I'll wave it out instead of going to the hospital where I should have gone. <laughs> so don't get me wrong here, please. Um, what I'm suggesting is that on daily maintenance of health, that having good wave through your body is really healthy for you. Having good spiral through your body is really healthy for you in other ways, having this really good contraction expansion. And so these are different jings and there's 36 primary jings and then about another 50 to 100 other ones and then other expressions. And you're really in our Tai Chi and in most Tai Chi at the higher levels, you are working on getting better and more of that and better skilled with that, both, both externally um, and that and you know, this way. And then also um, internally as well, and both for your own health and then for the other person's health. The um, rooting and that sinking the chi also has a lot of powerful things that it can do for the body and it can help adjust and make your alignment better. And it can do things like you use it so that if your head is suspended properly and you're dropping root chi and that kind of thing, it's helping to pull your spine into a straighter alignment, which is again, and opening them up as it's doing that. And so again, really super healthy for you, as long as you don't have super spine issues or, or problems that are requiring you know, medical doctors. And I be smart about this and, and don't misunderstand it. All right. Um, and so the different energies, and that's where I specialize at for a reason, like on the points and stuff. And I know a number of them and I know where most of the meridians are at most of the time, you know, for the most part and all that, but it's not like I've memorized all the names to tell you off the top of my head and can tell you without half the time thinking about it or, or recollecting it or looking it up where the specific points are that are being hit by a certain posture. Cause that's not the part that I've specialized in our energy system, the fogong qigong and the, and the jing system, it's much more comprehensive and it's more about the system 
the network than it is about individual parts in the network. And then if something's off, that part sort of like when you're when you built the changing and the sensitivity, that part your awareness picks up on it. There's a problem here, whatever that problem might be. And then you use those things to get adjustment and back in the balance so that it's correct. And we're coming from that place. So it's much more systemic and more forest than trees and its approach, even though you can go, hey, the forest has got a problem because of that tree. Let's adjust that tree. Now we're back to forest, you know, whole, whole comprehensive, holistic approach to the whole thing. Anyways, so hopefully that's helpful. And I'll, and any comments you guys got or questions and whatnot, and we'll try to address it. I just I love using root to drop pain out. My uh, knees. Harry, your volume on our call today has been a little bit low. Hello, hello. How's that? Any better? <laughs> well, already. Okay. So, um, root. I love using root to help. You went from too low to just a little bit too much. Sorry. You're clipping at the top, Harry. All righty. It's, right, it's that new sound setting that uh, we tried to use, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, um, root, root, root. I love using it to help drop pain out of the body especially if I have knee, knee pain or whatnot, put the mind in there, try to dissolve it, also use breath, and then let it sink down into the ground. Uh, you repeat that a few times, and it can alleviate quite a bit. So that's one of my favorites. Yeah, they're sinking the chi and dissolving the chi, and they do tend to kind of hang out together. But um, so what I'm hearing you say is that the sink is helpful, but then really you're using it to really tie into that dissolve really well to get it to to kind of release and expand and to settle that kind of a thing. Yes. That'd be a better way to put it. Thank you. Yes. Cool. I was using the uh, spiral um, on, on my hip, um, the, the tension there. And um, I really found that it was sort of um, relaxing it, not, not going around, but, Really, just just loosening the muscles, relaxing them, so so the joint itself was a little more efficient, um, and and letting the energy flow through. But as I was working with the uh, the spiral, I started wondering because you know thinking about it, to the spiral small to large, large to small, or am I confusing that with coiling, or do I just need to pay more attention to exactly how the energy is going. I wasn't sure exactly what, what I was using. I would pay attention to how the energy is going. And the other thing is, is that as you're working that, I would try to feel the whole thing and get a better sense of what is the expression that really is helping it to get in the healthiest state and releasing pains and tensions and those kinds of things. And yet putting it in its best proper working state you know, even though you're not using it right now, so I don't mean a working state at rest, but I mean that if you're going to use it, it's really going to help it to be its healthiest and to be the most functional and correct, which ideally means pain-free as well, and that kind of thing. Does that make sense? So there's a lot of adjustment there, and it might be that you started off a spiral, and then you went through some dissolve, and then you went through some, um, some, some rooting, some drop, and then you went through some, at some point in there, you find it sticks a little. And so then you get a little bit of contract and expand and contract. 
and that could go back in the spiral. And, and then there are plenty of other ones. You might even find out it's just sort of funky. And so then you wave it a little bit. And, and so I'm using the ones we've been talking about, but there are plenty of others too. It may be that you use electrical jing or magnetic jing to get it to adjust it and pull it or um, energize it so that it's so that it's got a little bit more so it's a little more active in certain kinds of energy ways those kinds of it just depends on what it is and what's yeah. working for you and what you're feeling for it and what it feels like it needs based on your actually being able to sense the area and what's going on in the area right it was sort of all those things you mentioned you know the the wave and the spiral and and actually i was expanding and contracting too but it's, it's a good point that i should just pay, you know pay more attention to exactly the energies and what's working the effect. Um, thank you. Sure. So Sifu, this sounds <laughs> this sounds sort of obvious, but but I didn't go to the uh, advanced Falcon. Yeah. But I presume in Falcon we would do something similar. Yes. Uh, is we'd work with, we just explore, we'd, if we were spending some time on a particular injury, we would explore whatever range of gins we had accessible to us and to, to look at what they would work. Yeah, a lot of times the basic fogging method, you're pulling out that stagnant energy, right? And you're, throwing, and you're getting rid of that. And then you're bringing right. it up so the energy can flow across. And the system typically the average person's body most of the time will self-regulate back to a healthy state when that when that trauma or that um blockage or that issue has been removed like that right so it's you freed it up now the energy will go like it's supposed to across there and bring them back to a state of health that's the basic method but then once you get past that it's okay does something else need to happen here to facilitate that um and then it starts to get into the kind of things we're talking about now and then there's other aspects to the healing too that are quite a bit you know more expansive in terms of what they are cool okay and then uh when harry gets back i was i was also well maybe you you have a better you have the answer is is if you're using um you he talked about putting energy into the pain and the would you dissolve it first and then drop them into your root, or would you drop you enter, you get your mind into the pain, drop it into the root, and then dissolve it? Depends on the pain and where it is and why it is and why it is and all that. So what I was again? It depends on what the like the quality of the pain is and why it's there and where it is on your body. Okay, so. Okay, so the sequence might depend on what this is, the individual situation. Why? And yeah, and why? Yeah, and what? Well, what is what is the ultimate cause of that? You know, pain? my neck it kind of keeps hurting on this side. I'm not sure why. Well, let's start by seeing if you straighten your head up. What? Straighten your head up. You mean like this? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, what was that again? Hey, no more pain. <laughs> what on? It was they were walking around doing this all the time. They're talking on the phone or something, right? And they're going, I've got pain in my neck and upper back. <laughs> right. And so that's what that would be an example of why they've got a pain versus if they got something fell on their shoulder, bam, that's a different thing. 
that's been put in there a different way, or it's somebody that they're walking around and, every, and they're just angry a lot and they're, uh, uh, now my shoulders, they hurt me so much. I don't know why, you know? And so what's going on? What's causing the issue and what's involved with that and how does it work? Why does it work when you're trying to work with it? What does it most need? And if you're like waving through what differences and first good alignment, full body breathing, because a lot of times when you, if you've tensed it somehow, the breath isn't flowing in and out of there very well because it can't because you're locking it out, right? And so it's, it's what is the issue here? Why is that issue there? What's connected to that? Let's get you in really good alignment. Let's make sure you've got good breathing. Let's make sure you relax from head to toe. And what you'll find is, is that more than, more than half the time for people in general through their lifespan, that if you get those three, those things going on right, a whole lot of issues will resolve themselves because it's because one of those three areas is is off somehow or or imbalanced or improper or whatever it is. And then of course it can be something that's stuck there more for whatever because it was just held for a long time, whether it was like an occupational thing where like a lot of dentists, they get kind of a, a little bit of a hump on the side and they end up with some kidney pain, and it's usually on the side that where they're up and over a patient in their mouth and they're and they're in this position and they do it every day every day every day and their body now starts to grow into this position that's really an unhealthy body state right and so then it's going to be a longer process to work on that and they're going to have to work on really good alignment getting good breath in and out um, getting that dissolving and and rooting with that alignment and the proper relaxation balance through the structure, you know, all these things. And then they're, and then depending on how much and how far and how it hurts and everything else, they may need more stuff or whatever mental, psychological, emotional issues that they've got that are tied into that. Plus whatever impact or, or other problems they may have got that have kind of impact added to the issue. You get the idea. So there's a lot there to take into account. And the good news is that doing the Tai Chi properly, doing that to begin with, and where you know what that is, and you go that, then you would go, okay, that is uh, that is not feeling so good to be doing this thing. And then figuring out what you can do to correct for it. Just to tell you one of the things that like with one of my students who's a dentist that we've worked on is you can figure out a way to get it so that they're not up over the patient like that, developing this hump and the other thing. And you can figure out some kind of a chair or or device thing with the with the uh, with the chair the patient's in versus the chair that the that the dentist is in, but a way to make that so that they're actually able to maintain good alignment and all that. It's a million dollar you know it's a it's a very major thing because uh, the average dentist would pay through the teeth to get it because they all have it. They all yep. have it. Yep. 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 I'm picturing like a Mission Impossible style harness from the ceiling. That's a, that's a goal of mine. <laughs> Anyways, one of you had something else to add uh, there. Mark, it looked like you were. Yeah. <clears throat> Just building on what you're saying, you know, the, when you talk about the structure and the whole body breathing and the relaxing, that's, uh, that's uh, taking the whole organism yeah. and working with the whole organism at once. Uh, what I'm finding is if I, like, for example, with my hip, if I focus on my hip, I can temporarily remove maybe some of the pain or discomfort, um, but it doesn't last. Whereas 
if I use the total body approach, sometimes what will happen is my neck will open and release. My hip feels better. There's a connection to everything. So just maybe not to, to fixate on your injury, I guess. Yep. I mean, you want to look at it, but at the same time, you got to look at the whole system. Long yeah. term. If not something off in one place. A lot of people get something where they get like a leg injury of some kind, whether it be a knee or a hip or a foot. Next thing they know, the other parts, that, like if it's a foot injury, the knee starts to hurt and then the hip starts to hurt. And what's going on? Well, they're compensating for that foot in a way that is causing <laughs> those other places to have problems or the lower back. And then the next thing you know, the hip, you know, and, and again, it gets, it's, it, they think of it as referred pain, but really it's that you're compensating for things in a way that are going to cause that pain to get referred to the next place along the line. And so it's, what can we do to make that not happen while not hurting the area that's, that's already anymore, that's already injured and ideally getting healing things happening for it, you know, healing, healing results for it. But anyways, like that. And so if you need that, then you do the honors again. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, to, you know, the, we, uh, we've, we've kind of gone off into a bunch of different areas of the Tai Chi practice and talk about a lot of different things, but the one common thread that it all has is this alignment and relaxation. That is to, to, to really, to really own that skill is the gateway that opens up all these other doors for all these other uses and all the health benefits and the martial power that comes out of it. And the, the energized feeling, even though you just did a workout kind of thing and, you know, all of that, um, it comes from this, from being able to do this really, really, really well. Um, and then there's additional training for some of it, but, but really that common element is this alignment and relaxation It is just critical for Tai Chi. It is essential in fact, which is why it is uh, the focus of the essential keys of internal power, which is available at internalpowerkeys.com. Yeah. And the other one is, is that there are other things in there besides just that. And that what most people, when they think like without training in it, that they think, well, I'm standing pretty straight and I'm kind of relaxed. And usually the exercises here will take you to like, okay, that was the baby version of yes, you're on the, you're, you started, you're, you're at the starting line. You get the idea, but, <laughs> but then there's a bunch of things to do to really make that, that what it really is. And so this, the internal keys, the internal power will get you that. So, all right. Um, one of the other things Harry said with this is that there, there are a lot of people out there that there's a good amount of folks that for better or for worse, they're doing Tai Chi. They go, the person doesn't know anything about Tai Chi other than here's the move. Here's the move. Here's the move. Here's the move. They're going to choreography. And then they're fond of saying what some of the senior masters will say, which is just do the form and you'll get the skills. And the only problem with that is if you only did the form, only the, the move itself, and, do, and it was, you know, slightly better than stick man, or even if it was slow motion and sort of fluid, but just the moves, that will not do it. You notice we've been talking about spiraling and waves and the contracting and expanding and rooting, and I, and I mentioned the electric and the magnetic. And there's 36 different energies like that. And when you really get those going on, there's a lot of stuff in the Tai Chi that this will do for you. And if you did the form with those things going on as your emphasis with that good structure and alignment and with the good in the zoning and the good breathing and the good uh, relaxate, proper relaxation, 
and the dissolving and the root, you know, and these connect and the upward connections and these things. Um, and with understanding about what the moves are doing and what parts inside of you they're working, ideally by feeling it changing so that you're really able to understand that I caught that part, how I caught that part, what's going on with it, to be able to work on the injuries the way that we're talking about. These are, this is the education. So it's not just, oh, it's healthy for you. Oh, it's going to be healthy for you. It's healthy for, oh, it says it's good for bad backs. It's good for this. It's good for that. It's good for the other thing. How? Because there is something in there for a lot of the different things where you need to work something, usually specific energetics, like the ones we've been talking about and others that are for the different kinds of health issues that somebody might have. Um, and then it can get into where it's what your mind is doing while you're doing that stuff. And again, specific, it is E skill, which is a uh, focused mind. It is Jing skill, which is using your, and this is probably how I'm defining it from now on. So I'll just let you know this, using your E to, uh, to, to lead the Chi into a shape, form, or expression. In other words, your E makes the shape, form, or expression. And then the Chi follow in the Chinese medicine, the chi follows the e, and so you've made your e into that shape, form, or expression, and then the chi falls in and flows in behind that and fills that, and becomes then active depending on what you're doing with your e. So using the e to lead the chi into a shape, form, or expression, and so those different jing states. And there's there's at least 36 primary colored versions of jing, and then there's a bunch of other methods as well, and that that's really good stuff for both for your own health for working with other people on their health. And then it all has really excellent martial application as well. Self-defense and both uh, bigger, more overt self-defense and then things that where you're not moving so much, but things are happening to the other person and the energy is moving a lot and your mind is moving a lot and there are adjustments. They're just really, really small compared to what most people think of. And the, and the jujitsu these days, the black belts, a lot of them are focused in on these little micro movement things that are going on in there because it can make a big difference between somebody being able to hold on to you, somebody not being able to hold on to you, how you have them and their ability and your ability to keep a hold of them and or to control the interaction and that kind of stuff. And it can really, and it can be profound. And the difference between just securing somebody or breaking something, anyways, you get the idea, Marshall. Um, any other thoughts, questions? Uh, comment uh, on, on doing form and using various skills such as spiraling, things of that sort. I, I think uh, frequently there are those that uh, think, oh, well, hey, I'm, I'm spiraling as I, as I go, or and maybe I have some of it going on inside me as well. But without uh, internal type of push hands play, you are generally deluding yourself as to the they're level. Lead, they're doing Lee level, very physical level, thinking they're doing like Jing level. And it's that, no, you're not doing Chi level. You know, they have to be doing Chi level, have to be doing E level in order to be doing Jing level. And most of them are doing Lee, thinking they're doing Jing. And they've got what's the beginning of a Jing, but it is truly the preschool or, or kindergarten, you know, the, the before preschool version of the thing and typically like you're saying they'll think then that they've got it going on at like a jing level and when you feel it with real jing they're like 
you know, wow, what's that? That's actual Jing. That's it's 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 not just that I moved that way physically. There's a lot more going on. Sure, and and that also doesn't take into account those that are saying just do the form, just do the form, just do the form. How do they expect anyone to ever make the leap to Shen level? We haven't even talked about that because yeah, well, most the, people don't. They're, they're not telling you is that they don't want you to make that leap. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you look at their students. They've got the ones that they're really teaching, which might only be one or two people, and then everybody else. Yes. Okay. It's simple, Harry. If you do the form every day for 20 years, <laughs> 30 years, magically enlightenment is bestowed upon you after. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I think it's related to one of Harry Potter's spells. It's, it has something. Oh, to... yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hey, sorry. Um, anyone, anyone else have anything to add for, for real <laughs> on this topic? No. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. It's been a good, Great good discussion to today. And now, a word from our sponsor. In the year 2020, right now, boosting immunity is on everyone's mind. Many scientific studies show that Tai Chi boosts immunity and helps prevent infection from viruses. On TaiChiForImmunity.com, I created a course that teaches the internal principles to make it work. This is the complete what, why, and how to turn your favorite Tai Chi form into an immune-boosting powerhouse. It also includes practices to help ease symptoms for the rare times when you do get sick. Tai Chi can help you live a longer and healthier life, and you don't need a special form to do it. The immune-boosting benefits of Tai Chi come from the correct expression and utilization of internal power. In Tai Chi for boosting the immune system, I teach you everything you need to know to get the benefits for yourself. Again, that course is available on TaiChiForImmunity.com. That's TaiChiForImmunity.com.